G'day, so welcome on the show here, Daniel. Um, so guys, if you don't know, this is um, Daniel Levin, who is a med school student. He's done a fair bit in the, um, the medicine sort of world. And um, coming from my perspective, I'm obviously a tradie at the moment, so <laughs> vastly different in terms of um, in terms of lifestyle and things like that. So yeah, we're just going to have a quick chat about some topics that are quite prevalent to our current situation. So, um, the vaccine and COVID. So, what, what's your sort of your sort of um, breakthrough point here? What do, what, what do you think about the whole situation? Oh yeah, I think it's. Um, <laughs> I think I think we're we're caught between a rock and a hard place. Eh? Like the way I like to think of it is if um, like we all say we all like like to criticize people, but um, one way to put it is like what decision would I make if I was in their shoes? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I, think, I think it is, it's easy to criticise, but at the end of the day, like, I think, like, specifically, like, leaders have to make, have had to make, like, some pretty, pretty tough decisions, like, recently. And, um, uh, yeah, they are, they are tough decisions. Like, for example, um, the, like, we, we did, we did have, like, epidemiologists um, run you know, like, data, analytics to see how many people would die, like, worst case scenario, if COVID were to, like, if we weren't to, like, lock down or do anything. And I think they estimated, like, 20,000 people um, were going to die. Right. And, um, yeah. So, so in terms of our population, 20,000 people in, in a population of five, what, five and a half million? Yeah. Well, you know, that that's a, it's a fair amount of people still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So it, it was sort of a cost risk analysis in a very short period of time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. if if you were prime minister, would you be happy with that? Like cuz right. theoretically that that would be on you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Those 20,000 people would be on you. So it's yeah, a tough decision. That is yeah. a tough decision for sure. So I mean, lockdowns aside. So here, here's a question that I get. So a lot of sort of media um, you know, we're getting various opinions from different sources. But um, looking at Australia and sort of the things going on there at the moment, it's a bit hectic, you know. And um, so I, I agree personally that, you know, if vaccination is is an effective means of sort of containing the virus and getting, you know, reducing that risk of death and or serious side effects, um, then, you know, vaccination of the general populace is a great idea. And with that in mind, if we had a high enough percentage of people vaccinated it would make sense that um, lockdowns would then stop for our country. Would would that be the case? Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. Um, that and in, in the in like a in the real world, you'd you'd kind of hope for that that like if we did have significantly high enough um, vaccination rates, that we could go out of lockdown. However, um, uh, like a lot of people would still get COVID, and a lot of people might still die. So it's it's a tough one. I, I'm hoping that right. like one, once we hit um, like a certain vaccination rate, like seventy percent or something, like decent enough, that right. we probably could open the borders. Whether that that'll happen, I don't know. Okay, okay. So hypothetically speaking, say our borders remained shut and the populace was you know fully vaccinated. Let's just say eighty percent vaccinated of five million people. So that's a, that's a fair amount of people. So um, that would mean would would that mean that country lockdowns would no longer the the country you know New Zealand itself would no longer be locked down. Yeah, yeah. I guess 
you'd, you'd kind of hope that would be the way they would go. Right. However, we just don't know that because like a lot of people like can't get the vaccine either because right, right. they're I see. I at see. risk or allergic and stuff like that. So oh, okay. I, I don't know what the country would do. Mm. Like that's, that's something that I would like to see happen. Right. Right. Um, however, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So the unvaccinated population are still at risk. Yeah. Despite vaccinations. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, so on a global scale, it's sort of a lot of uncertainty about, you know, issues and things like that. So um, in terms of, um, you know, the different opinions, why do you think there's so much contrast on both sides of the fence? Uh, yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, I, it's, it's a really tough one because um, this, like, wow, like some of the stuff, on the, like we, we've never had, like, we've never been so connected. Yeah. And so you're literally hearing everyone's story all at once. Right. It's just, yeah. it's really hard to find out, you know, who's, who's telling the truth and what's going on. Like, yeah, I like, like, when people say like, um, you know, like I've, I've seen like a lot, like some of the research with the, with the, the Pfizer vaccine and like they've done some pretty impressive studies that are like involving like literally hundreds of thousands of people and that from like a, from like a medical standpoint that's never been done before like right, that yeah. that has never been done breakthroughs before. sort of you know yeah uh, okay. like this is ne- like something like this like a drug like this has never been so studied you know it's crazy but then again um either you have people all over the world saying like like my son died of a heart attack after the after the the Pfizer vaccine right and then you get like the odd doctor who's like saying don't take it and stuff so it's like yeah it's really bizarre right um, okay so you're sort of saying also because of the the um the high number of dosages sort of being um given throughout the world it also leads to like a high percentage of sort of um what's the word of like coincidence coincidence yeah that's yeah. the one yeah coincidence yeah right 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 that makes sense um i guess it's hard to tell if there are actually correlations to to the causes but that would also like re- require extensive studies and, and at the point we're at, you know, it's sort of, yeah. So that's, I understand how people could get confused mm. and at, at least be wary, especially because, you know, and so in terms of like time frames, people um, pose the question that, um, you know, how can this be safe because it's been produced in such a short time frame, And um, I think you were saying something about, you know, because of the vast, um, number of scientists on the case because you know obviously being a global pandemic everyone's on board trying to trying to you know knock it out as as fast as possible yeah well that the funny just have it because like the um the actual like technology has actually been in the works for quite a long time right like they've actually already used this sort of technology in like um cancer patients and stuff like that um and there's definitely been in the works as a vaccine for a long long time because um, this technology basically means that any new virus that comes along, like then overnight, they can literally make a new vaccine because all they've got to do is like um, just change the RNA sequence and boom, you know, you can you can fight a new vaccine. So the technology like, has actually been studied, but like this is the fir- t- first time it's been really like put into effect. So, right, I yeah. see. So they've sort of got the um, the blueprints to, yeah, to, to put something... Yeah, right, that makes sense to put into practice. Okay, um... So, leading on to, um, okay, so the media. Obviously, again, like, you know, the media does have a narrative, and they, understandably, because, you know, they are, um, 
you know, looking out for the government or whoever is sort of supporting them or behind them. So in terms of um, medical medical issues, what sort of um, what sort of play a part to play do you think the media should have, or do they overstep their mark at all, or, or what, what do you think in terms of you know that side of of the whole situation? Yeah, well, I think um, the media is an interesting one, because eh? like. Let's be real. Like the media is just absolutely loving the situation. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they. Like, if I know if I was running a media campaign right now, if I was in, like if I had, was in charge of a media company, I would be loving the situation because I know I can make a lot of money. Like let's be real. But, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the one thing I am a little bit um, worried about is like they. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that the media interpreted a lot of the the stuff that came out about the vaccine accurately like for for example the um like Pfizer issued like scientific papers indicating that their vaccine was had an efficacy of 95% now the media interpreted that as like 95% protected right. which is which is actually not true so the dif- there's a huge difference between efficacy and protection they they're not the same Right. Yes. Like, I'm just yes. talking like stuff like that. Yeah. That, right. Right. The media just jumps on and like yeah. So <laughs> sort of a, yeah. Well, I guess as as a media sort of outlet, you jump on information, sort of you know trying yeah. trying to make the, the greatest story exactly that you can exactly. from the information provider. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So go, I guess going back to the vaccine itself. So well, the Pfizer vaccine is the one that's um, most widely used here in New Zealand. Um. What what sort of um. What, what the vaccine itself um, is just a protection against symptoms what, what could you break down to me the different um, yeah well, so there's, a, there's actually a lot of vaccines out there however we'll just talk about um, the two most popular ones I okay. think the most popular one's Pfizer the Pfizer vaccine yes now the Pfizer vaccine is an RNA vaccine and what it does is basically just wraps um, a little bit of RNA around some fat fat um proteins or fat globules right yes yep um like it's the same technology that's used like for i think if, if you've ever heard of it it's called lipospheric vitamin c okay no, yeah so I when, when your body digests that. um foods it wraps it in what's called a liposome oh yeah i've, I've heard of those yeah yeah and yep. it just basically allows the thing to penetrate your cells right because your cells are made of fat so wrapping anything in fat just means it can go right through right Right, and, right, right. Um, what's, yeah. what's the term for that? Sorry, just a quick sidetrack. I remember studying that in biology. Yeah, so it's, it's called... Um, Fatty emulsion or something? Yeah, like, yeah, emulsion is like when it mixes together, but it just right. means it can like just translocate across the membrane right, really I see. easily. Yeah, okay. And um, <clears throat> so what happens is basically the RNA gets um, turned into protein by your cells, and the protein is the spike protein of the coronavirus. Okay. And the, the only reason why the coronavirus can interact with us is because of the spike protein. Uh, I see. It, it binds onto the ACE2 receptor in your lungs and, right. and your um, in your nasopharynx. And that's how it spreads throughout your body. So the idea is like your body makes these spike proteins, your immune system fights these spike proteins so that when you encounter the coronavirus, you're essentially vaccinated against it. Right. Okay. That makes sense. However, um, yes, the... <laughs> the uh, the vaccine was made uh, two years ago, so right against the alpha strain, and right now we are facing the like it, it's called a genetic genetic drift. It's when a virus like changes its genetic makeup, and alarmingly, um, 
the spike protein has changed a little bit, which means the vaccine is still effective, however, not as effective as it was before. Right. Yeah. So that, that, that would um, account for the different sort of booster shots and things that are to come in the future or have been sort of in the works? Yeah, that, that's, another, that's another topic. Of that's another topic. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, so for, for what I got from that was, okay, so the Pfizer vaccine was manufactured to fight alpha strain two years ago. Yeah. And it is semi-effective against sort of the virus now, but, you know, because we're on Delta or, I don't know, even the next strain that I've heard about coming. Um, so, yeah, it's it sort of... Yeah, right, that's interesting, that's interesting. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's still effective, just not the, as the same effectiveness as it was when it was first made. Right, absolutely. Okay. How do viral strains drift like that? Yeah, so um, viruses do one thing and one thing only, that's replicate. Yes. And unlike you and me, we've got, like, our cells have got really advanced, like, machinery to make sure that when your cells replicate, like, we've got point. 8 billion base pairs of DNA and the brain you know the body has to make sure that that is the exact thing that happens every single time so yeah and like you're exposed to the sun all the time and DNA gets damaged and you've got lots of mechanisms that fix your DNA right but viruses don't have that so I see right so they they don't um they don't clone themselves identically each time exactly there can be sort of um inconsistencies and then they clone the inconsistencies and they right I see yeah exactly right right that's interesting. And then by chance, by chance, yes. it just so happened to be something in the spike protein of the... Um, that was yeah, damaged. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So you, you were, you're talking about booster shots. Is that a topic that we want to go into? or? Yeah, I think it's worth discussing because um, right now they're talking about like three booster shots. Right, okay. But I think, I think the FDA has come out and said that like if you've already had two shots, like it's, it's not going to improve... The efficacy, like it's, it's, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be more protective than like, say two shots because, the antibodies produced from that one vaccine aren't gonna change. You know right. they're gonna be, targeted against that alpha strain, um, spike protein, and that's never gonna change. So therefore, no matter how many booster shots you get, your body's still gonna produce the same antibodies, and therefore, I, yeah, I see. So if you were to skip, um, let's say shot one and two, and just go instantly to the boosters, would that produce different antibodies in your Oh, well, the, your immune response to sort of... I'm talking about the third booster shot. Okay. So the, the first two shots are definitely necessary. Right, right, right. One, two, and, and then three's on top of two. Right, okay. Yeah. So the, yeah. yeah, they're, they're saying that the third booster shot is not necessary. Oh, I see, yeah. I see, I see. Oh, that's interesting. But, but yeah. Mm. The media might tell you there's something different. <laughs> right, yeah, no, that's the thing. They, they you you go into... They love make a story. Yeah. <laughs> you go into stuff, news. And, um, oh, well, that's the thing. A lot Russia of people... Resource. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people just go to Google for information, eh? Yeah, it's yeah. not a lot of the time the best place to go. But, yeah, that's interesting. So did you do a lot of your research on, um, uh, what do you call it, individual studies or case studies and things like that, or...? Oh, well, there's a, there's a lot of studies being done right now, and... Um, what, what you've got is you've got, yeah, you've got a lot of individual studies, but there's just so much research coming out so quickly that... um so to you, sift through data, yeah. Yeah, the, the best way to look at it is uh, you look at meta-analysis. So either, either A, it's a really big study that's got... So the um the reliability of a study is basically who's who's done it, like are they are they a reputable source, the journal that it was published in, or was it a good journal, and that have people cited it because um, right. the higher citations means it's... Yeah. It's been cited, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. 
And again, I guess people's opinions coming back to like the opinions regarding everything, it sort of do tend to 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 stem from I guess your a upbringing, b the people you surround yourself with, and um, I mean that uh, not not saying that um people are sort of jumping the gun here because a lot of people are doing their own research. It's just sort of depending on the sources they go to again, as you said, um, and I guess distrust and distrust in the government and distrust in the sources. I guess a little bit conspiracies come into it, which is another whole rabbit hole that I don't really want to go down. <laughs> but um, but yeah, one thing I have found myself is you know trying to make an informed decision, like um, coming from two you know being in two different families like my girlfriend's family and my own family sort of have two very contrasting opinions in the whole situation. So um, not to sort of you know shout out anyone here or like you know bad name anyone but sort of you know you've got the one that believes you know everyone should get vaccinated and it's a great idea and um and then the other the other side that say oh no vaccination is going to kill you or like you know it's not not no not even that like you know it's it's sort of why they forcing this on us you know those sort of ideas and it's for me you know being con you know being constantly exposed to both both opinions makes it really hard because one day i go oh yeah i'll just go get the vaccination that's fine and then the other day like no no i'm not nah, i'm gonna and then it's like you know what what do you do you know and so i think generally speaking like obviously everyone's going to make their own decision and 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 that's fair enough but the one thing i disagree with in the whole situation is people sort of um ostracizing each other for their opinion whether that be informed or not as opposed to having, you know, a discussion with someone and saying, look, you know, this is why I believe this is the way, these are the facts, et cetera, et cetera, instead of going, oh, you're wrong, you know, you're going to die either way. Because I, I do hear, you know, from both sides of the fence, if you get vaccinated, you're going to die, or if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to die. So who's correct, you know? I don't know. It's it's one of those real touchy subjects. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I think, I think this is actually... um something quite serious recently where I think when vaccinations get to a certain stage, I think there's going to be a big push for, and I've already seen it overseas, like mandating of the vaccine, which I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not for. Right. I'm, I'm really against forcing people to take the vaccine because like, like a, a major fundamental of medicine is like people should always have the right to like, their, to choose their treatments. And like, <clears throat> like for, for example, we don't, we don't like forcing everyone like, to take the vaccine it's just so wrong like it's so wrong okay, and like yeah. um yeah and there's just a whole compromise and like confidentiality and stuff like yeah um yeah like people like your, your employer and like other people do not have a right to your medical information like absolutely it, like it's just <laughs> it's just not something you share you know like yeah you have a you have a right to that information and no one else like um and it crosses a whole yeah i see what you mean it sort of goes yeah. into a whole variety of things that kind of go against your rights as a human being and yeah. like yeah because i mean like the whole thing my body my choice sort of comes into it as well like i mean that's not necessarily the greatest argument but you know what i mean and in terms of what you were saying medicine um it, it being your informed decision like you can't be forced to have a treatment yeah it's like one of the most basic rights right like an informed consent is like 
yeah one of the like the pillars of medicine if we take that away well like what's left you know like right and i've heard that um you know obviously they're, they're trying to make the vaccine available to more and more of the population so they're trying to decrease the age to which they can get it um so i'm guessing up to 18 it's with parental consent or is that not the case yeah, again, I actually, I actually don't know about that. Right. Yeah, so. Because personally, sorry to interrupt you, but personally I feel like if if you're under 18, you're supposed to have like a parental guardian to be able to guide you in these matters. And if if, if they do make it, um, like, look, you can go get it whenever you want. Like, I mean, let's let's face it, a 12-year-old is not really able to make an informed decision about their life, right, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure they completely understand no. the RNA vaccine. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and that's not to say they can't get it at all. It's just to say, look, you know, there's sort of boundaries and, and guidelines set up for the good of people. Yeah. And yeah. at the point where you sort of cross those, you sort of start asking questions, you know, about things like that. But, yeah, that's very interesting. But, yeah, so mandating, definitely, definitely not a fan of that either. Yeah. I'm just trying to... I'll, I'll be... I might play devil's advocate here. Okay. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Right, yeah, right. And, um, I had I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to argue for the point of mandated vaccination. Right, so... so I'll just bring up an, an argument that's often brought from, from that, that side of the table. It's sort of like, you know... So, if it's for the good of everybody, assuming that that is for the good of everybody, right, um, then surely the government has the, the right to enforce a law that is for the good of the population. Okay, so that's the, that's the preface. And the example given is, okay, drunk driving is bad for you and the population, therefore a law can be enforced to stop drunk driving. And you would agree with that, would you yeah, not? That's that's pretty good. That's a good <laughs> argument, right? And I mean, how do you really argue against that? I guess how I see it is it, it's like a confusion of... Um, what's the word? Confusion of comparison. Like you're you're not really comparing apples and apples. You're you're twisting that um, that point of comparison. How I would break it down would be, like, yes, I agree to an extent, but like when yeah, I don't know. How how do you argue that? <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, quite a tricky one, hey. Yeah, it is. It is. It's actually it's actually quite a strong one, eh? Hey? Like, because you can you can really get like really emotional and stuff. But I, I would just say like, man, if it if like I think one thing you got to be is consistent, yeah. Yes. So yes. so therefore, if you if you say that this vaccine's mandatory, does that also mean that every influenza vaccine is mandatory? Because I know like hundreds of people die every year from influenza, and yes. it's, like it's still it's not going to go away, you know. Like, yeah, influenza kills I think like six hundred people every year. That's a lot of people, right? Um, not to mention how many people it puts in hospital and. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and then I guess another argument to, to against that would be well. Um, but COVID is so much worse in terms of like death and infection and stuff. But I understand what you're saying. Like if you're going to make one mandatory, why not make the, the others that also cause death and side effects also mandatory? Exactly. And exactly. at the point where people cause an uproar about that, then it's like, you know, it's a whole case in itself. Yeah. Yeah. But um, sorry. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to the mandatory thing though. Cause I think, I think one thing like it's uh, one interesting point to bring up is that like, I just want to let people, like, the viewers know, like, your, like how, how far, like, medical rights go. Like, for example, if someone has HIV in your workplace, um, like, virulent HIV, like, they can infect other people, they, they do not, by law, have to tell um, the employee, employer, that 
like they have ads right okay 100%. and like no one has the right to, to that information right right even, even their partners like mm. hiv patients who have like who get like married their partner they are not legally ha- entitled to tell them exactly right how right. crazy is that that so is like, insane yeah so like that in that case like I guess that would come down to like a moral conscience thing where you, I guess you should, but I, I see what you mean. So legally speaking, you don't have to disclose that. Yeah. So uh, therefore like, yeah, that just goes to show that like the rights you have for like not disclosing your medical information and like the government would just be going in with a big bulldozer and just absolutely knock it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. It opens or, so many doors. Eh? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So That's, that is an interesting way of looking at things. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, very very new grounds here, mm. interesting situations, and like furthermore, like we actually, like it's 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 a bit, uh, like interesting how they're like mandating a vaccine that like we we know it's effective, but we don't know if like it's that effective, you know, like <laughs> as yeah, I don't know, I right, don't know. right. So even coming from from the standpoint of saying yeah, great, everyone get vaccinated, it is good, it's a great thing, it helps like reduces um the side effects reduces the chances of dying then fantastic like that's absolutely fantastic again yeah so i i see the point like i think that's that this is one of the main problems that causes people to 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 shy away almost or like rebel against the idea of a mandated vaccine because first of all it's a really new concept and it and it also sort of seems to go against all the medical privileges that we've had in the past so definitely, like the uproar that is being caused, I guess could be avoided if if they took a different approach. Yeah, I think I think like just encouraging it is sufficient. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, encouraging. I, I, like, I've, yeah, I think the the vaccine should definitely be encouraged, but like, like yeah, I think it's just crossing a huge line, eh? forcing people to, yeah. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> to, to to not even make a decision, but just to play along with what indeed, they're saying. Indeed. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, great takeaways from that. <laughs> so, Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, that, honestly, man, that was that was great. A little bit of biology in there, a bit of um, media studies. Yeah, great times. Honestly, like uh, so many more questions, but obviously we're sort of running out of time here. But um, thanks very much for um, for being on the chat. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, sharing your insights and stuff. Um, I'm sure after after this episode we'll get lots more questions to sort of point you away, or even you know might get a few more people on board and have a have a good little have discussion. Good <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks very much, and thanks guys for um tuning in and listening, and um I hope you sort of gained a little bit of insight to what's going on, and maybe have a few questions to to shoot through or post in the comments below. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, and thanks Dan for being on board. And um, oh, anytime, anytime. Yeah, cheers, and we'll, we'll talk to you guys later.